Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, montanamstore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. Welcome back. ESPN College Game Day with two tell nuanas. Great to be with you on your radios and live on location at the tailgate party. A fairly happy, at least content, Grizz Nation filing out of Washington Grizzly Stadium. Heading, uh, well, out to downtown. Yes, Drive careful, people, okay? Take care of one another for crying out loud. The Grizzlies, a 20-point victory, 47-27 over Monmouth. Again, Monmouth came in. They were ready to go. I thought they played a very good game and continued to come back at a number of different junctures when they could have gone away but did not. They uh, they continued to answer the bell, but Montana ultimately leaning on them and uh, and getting the victory and uh, separating themselves, especially late in this football game. We went through the first half. Let's take a look at the second half. Jerry Louis McGee, six total receptions in this game, went up and over 200 receptions for his career, the first uh, player in the history of the University of Montana to get 200 career receptions, a benchmark for Jerry Louis McGee, 202 in total now if you are uh, keeping track at home. The Grizzlies opened the half with a seven-play, 61-yard drive that took two minutes, three seconds, and again, you thought maybe this was the opportunity where Montana was going to kind of shut the door and go away and hide. 28-14 the lead on Colin Bingham's Second touchdown, excuse me, 27-14 on a missed PAT. If you were looking for one area of critique for the Grizzlies today, several missed uh, point-after attempts both in the kicking game and then one in a very unique uh, but ultimately a functionless two-point attempt. Uh, that happened in this game, but 27-14 after Colin Bingham's second touchdown. Alex Gubner had his first career sack. If you'll remember, he was very close to having a sack at Oregon last week, and that almost sack turned into a duck touchdown. Today, not so fast. The first career for, uh, sack for the redshirt freshman defensive end, who is, he's already an outstanding defensive end for this Grizzly football team. Uh, Montana fans going to have a long time to watch him and uh, pay attention to what, you know, what he's able to do on the field. 
9.50 in the third quarter. Uh, there was a, what looked to be a fumble by Dalton Sneed, but ultimately was reviewed and called incomplete. And uh, then a catch and run by Samari Torrey to the Monmouth four, followed up by a Marcus Knight touchdown. He had great vision. That was a play designed to run up the middle, and it was wide open around the left side. He just put his foot in the ground and then cruised in for uh, the fifth touchdown of the day for the Montana Grizzlies. Then the 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 sort of sideways snap to Colin Bingham and try to get the big tight end running around the corner. Couldn't quite get it across the line, so another missed opportunity on the extra point. But 33-14, the game seemingly well in hand for the University of Montana. But the Monmouth Hawks drive the distance, go down, and with 5-10 left in the third quarter, Kenji Behar, they reverse a fourth and goal call. They called it initially a stop by the uh, Grizzlies, but ended up being a touchdown for the quarterback on a quarterback sneak. I was standing near the end zone line on that. I think it was a touchdown. It looked to me to be a touchdown off the get, but uh, took review to get us there uh, on that one. But ultimately, uh, Kenji Behar did get in for that score to close it to 33-20 with 5-10 left in the third quarter. By the way, Kenji Behar, fantastic player, quarterback for Monmouth, 34 of 50 today, 393 yards and two touchdowns. Did have two interceptions uh, as well, so the Grizz opportunistic at a couple of junctures, but overall a very nice game through the air, and Montana came to play, and we talked about in the pregame show, were they going to choose to try and shut down the run game and shut down uh, the great Pete uh, uh, Gary in terms of the run game and also the the, the the dual threat that was Behar. They did do that. 81 yards total rushing uh, for uh, Peter Guerrero. Uh, excuse, 81 for Monmouth, 47 yards for Peter Guerrero, who had not been held under 100 yards this whole season. So outstanding job against the run by the Grizz front seven. They certainly keyed in on that in terms of their defensive schemes, uh, but also gave it up a little bit, in fact, quite a bit in the uh, pass game. Again, 393 yards through the air for Kenji Bearhart. Dante Olsen uh, in that end of that third quarter had back-to-back big-time hits, including what was a fourth-down stop on the last play of the third quarter to effectively have, well, it was a turnover on downs. And, uh, again, Dante Olsen all over the place today for this Grizz defense, as he often is. But certainly uh, he he popped today uh, uh, on my radar. In the fourth quarter now, Montana still up two scores, 33-20. Dalton Sneed trying to make a play, and you got to love the, the competitiveness and the desire. This is a guy, he's, not, he's never going to slide. He's never going to go down, but he sticks his nose in it and ultimately has the football ripped out of his hands. He knew he made a mistake at a point where the, the game is well in hand. The one thing you can't do is turn it over in that spot, but ends up fumbling the ball, 13-23. And Monmouth, to their credit, pounced on that opportunity. Six plays, 68 yards in just a minute and 51 seconds. They go down, they score a touchdown, and with 11.32 left in the fourth quarter, it's a six-point football game at Washington Grizzly Stadium, and you're going, wow, can't believe that this game is this close and that it's gone this way. By the way, Lonnie Moore, the fourth who scored that touchdown, number two for Monmouth, he's fast. That boy is quick. He, they threw it out to him, and he, he scored that touchdown for Monmouth, but he carried the ball uh, a number of times, particularly in the pass game, but also rushing the football, and uh, he was he was uh, fantastic on this day for Monmouth ends up with seven receptions for 104 yards and a touchdown for the Hawks in this one. But the Grizzlies, they came back and they 
were pushed sort of back up against the wall a little bit. They go back to back to Colin Bingham up the field, gets to the 20 yard line, then Marcus Knight runs to the 11, and then the te- the touchdown pass to Jerry Louis McGee. Jerry Louis McGee getting the big score to move that thing to 41 27, and Montana feeling much better about themselves after a six play, 62 yard uh, drive that took only a minute and 43 seconds after that game had gotten to, gotten to six. And I thought that was impressive. Look, Montana's the better football team here, no question about it. However, it does take a little bit of, uh, you know, when it, when it starts to get close and maybe closer than you think it should be later, it's easy to tighten up. It's easy to get a little bit nervous. It's easy to maybe not play the way that you know that you can. But Montana, they went right down, had maybe their best offensive drive of the entire game in uh, in that minute and 43. Uh, did end up also uh, getting the two-point conversion, so they get a point back on that thing to Sammy Akem and all of a sudden it's 41-27 and 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 Montana is feeling very much uh, better about themselves and then the what what may have been a certainly a play of the game if not the play of the game but Monmouth driving the field going down to the Montana 5 and Darian Nash steps in for an interception down at the end of the game that kept the game to two score game uh, and uh, down under about 5 minutes to go and you sit there and you go okay that was probably the one that sealed the deal for the Grizzlies and then a guy who I was looking for to get going in in the course of this game and really didn't till the end but when he did oh my goodness and that was Marcus Knight who just took the game over with that offensive line you could tell that the Grizzly offensive line uh, and and the offense in general finally started to wear down that Monmouth defense and then they just handed the ball off let the big fellows up front lean on that Monmouth defensive front and Marcus Knight with the ball in his hands, he has got great vision. He's got great balance. He's got some bursts, some wiggles, some speed. He's uh, obviously solidified himself as the number one running back for this football team, and why wouldn't he? He had a fantastic drive down the field. That run down to about the five-yard line where he spins, lands on a guy, still doesn't go down, stays up. Uh, we've had two pretty electrifying runs from Marcus Knight in uh, in the course of two home games. The 24-yard touchdown he had two weeks ago versus North Alabama was uh, one for the replay as well, uh, and so was this one uh, today for the Grizzlies, even though it didn't end up in a touchdown right there. Uh, it ultimately did deliver Bryson Deming's second touchdown on a four-yard throw from Dalton Sneed. Another missed point after, so is that certainly something I think that Bobby Houck, who is, uh, as we know, the special teams guy, is going to address, but 47-27 is where we finish off in the Grizzlies uh, getting a, a convincing 20-point victory. And by the way, after it's all said and done, Remarkable here because Marcus Knight in the first half, six rushes for 29 yards, okay? So, I mean, average 4.8 per carry is not bad, but barely got an, an, an opportunity. And Montana clearly felt like they had an advantage through the air. Again, Monmouth, 112th out of 116 FCS teams in terms of yards through the air that they gave up defensively coming into this game. That's where Montana felt like they could exploit this club, and they certainly went to the air early and often. But later, Marcus Knight getting getting the totes, in the, especially in the second half, ultimately ends up 21 carries for 148 yards, 7 uh, yards per carry, and the touchdown. He had the long rush of 31 yards, so a fantastic day for Marcus Knight. Uh, Nick Ostmo also got into the mix. He had 10 rushes for 47 yards uh, later on throughout the course of the show, uh, throughout the course of the game, and he played very well as well uh, for this Grizzly team. The Grizzlies, at the end of it all, 221 yards rushing uh, on this day, and they did a, a 
very nice job, uh, uh, especially, again, the last half of that fourth quarter where they just started to lean on uh, on Monmouth. Through the air, Dalton Sneed, 30 of 40, 75% pass completion, 334 yards, and four touchdowns for Dalton Sneed, as well as an interception. And we got to give him a, like, a, like I got a half touchdown pass, I think, on the uh, on the trick play over to uh, 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 Samari Torre, who then threw the ball into uh, to Deming for that touchdown as well. So Samari Torre, uh, maybe he's your backup quarterback. One of one for 24 yards and a touchdown for the wide receiver on the uh, on the trick play uh, for the Grizzlies. So Montana doing a very nice job that way. It is ESPN College Game Day with two Telenuanas, the tailgate party and show brought to you in part by Pepsi Cola. Thanks to Pepsi Cola of Western Montana for giving two Telenuanas some Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Aquafina, uh, and Gatorade to hand out during the pregame show and tailgate party. You come down here in the pregame show before every Grizz game, you get free soft drinks. How about that? What's, what's what we're here to do is give to the people uh, in that way. So you appreciate that from uh, Pepsi of Western Montana. It is ESPN College Game Day. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll come back. We'll go around the Big Sky Conference, look at some results that uh, were very interesting, a surprise in, uh, in Idaho, and a very, very good game between the North Dakota State Bison and next week's Montana opponent, UC Davis. We'll go through all of it right after this. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. It is ESPN College Game Day. Welcome back. Two Telenuanas on your radios and on the big speaker out at the tailgate party. Great to be with you on this Saturday afternoon. Hope you're having a great day. My guess is, well, you probably are. The Grizzlies, a 20-point victory over Monmouth today, 47-27, the final of that uh, football game today. Again, if you're just joining us, Dalton Sneed. 30 of 40, 334 yards through the air, four touchdowns. Also, Samari Torre. He had a touchdown pass today. How about that? One of one for 24 yards uh, to uh, Colin Bingham. Both the tight ends, Colin Bingham and Bryson Deming, two touchdowns apiece today uh, for the Grizzlies uh, through the air uh, uh, and ultimately uh, on the ground. Montana got it done as well. 221 yards of rushing as a team. Marcus Knight, 148 yards on the ground. Many of those right down towards the end as he was uh, outstanding, showing what he can do uh, with the ball in his hand, especially late scoring a touchdown. Uh, himself on this day. So uh, seven touchdowns in total uh, for the Grizzlies. uh, and uh, Excuse me, six touchdowns in total, five through the air and one on the ground uh, for Montana in the big victory. Let's take a look around the Big Sky Conference and see what's going on around the rest of the league. Some scores you may be interested in. First, let's start with the barn burner. Idaho State at Northern Iowa, 6-3 in the third quarter. This one. Hold on to your seats, people. Got nine, four, got three field goals scored in almost three quarters of football. How exciting. Uh, also, right now, uh, South Dakota is up 14-6 to six with four seconds left in the game over Northern Colorado. So a game that uh, you probably eh, thought could be, could kind of go either way. South Dakota has been down, uh, but they look like they're going to get the win over Northern Colorado, who is just, uh, they're just not a good football team right now. Uh, Portland State uh, did get a win today. I have no idea who they played. EA 
CAS. You go figure it out yourself. I'll I'll, uh, I'll take your calls later. 38-6. They're up uh, big early in the third quarter. Games that have gone final today. First of all, Montana State, 56-21. They win over uh, Norfolk State. Uh, they start Tucker Rovig at quarterback instead of Casey Bauman today over at Montana State. And uh, surprise uh, that 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 took place. We thought that uh, Casey Bauman was kind of going to be the guy. And anyway, the last game of the non-conference schedule against a, you know a, a, an inferior opponent from a football standpoint, Montana State getting a big win. Three different players over 100 yards rushing for the Cats. None of them, by the way, Troy Anderson, who did not play in this game. The surprise in Moscow, the Idaho Vandals were up 28 nothing at the half over Eastern Washington and hold on late to win 35-27. So Idaho uh, a, a shocking win over the number 11 team in the country, Eastern Washington, and it's uh, time for Aaron Best and uh, the rest of that Eastern Washington group to uh, go back and take a long look at themselves there in Cheney because that is a surprising loss to an Idaho team that has up to this point not been very good. The game of the day at the FCS level, the number one team in the nation, North Dakota State hosting UC Davis. This is a good game, but ultimately – North Dakota State does hold on. 27-16, the final of this one. UC Davis was up uh, in this game at a couple of different junctures, but North Dakota State uh, holding on for that victory. They win by 11, a good showing by UC Davis, but North Dakota State, I mean... Well, they're North Dakota State. You know, what do you expect to happen uh, when uh, when you got the Bison at home uh, there? And Montana now heading to UC Davis next week and uh, opening up the conference schedule with what will certainly be the game of the week in the Big Sky Conference next week uh, between the fourth-ranked team in the nation, uh, UC Davis, who I would guess is going to retain that ranking, certainly close to it after an 11-point loss. Uh, nobody's played North Dakota State closer than that. And, uh, and then Montana. Montana, who is number 19 right now. We'll see what happens in the polls. They've been sort of incrementally creeping up each and every week, and so we'll see where Montana ends up. Uh, I mentioned today for Montana State, Tucker Rovig starting at quarterback, 21 of 27 for 221 yards and four touchdowns for uh, Tucker Rovig. Lane Sumner, Perry, and Logan Jones, all of them over 100 yards individually rushing. Montana State rushed for 449 yards today on the ground. Again, against Norfolk State, who is uh, 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 there out of the MEAC and, and uh, Montana, just bigger than basically across the board, Montana State, that is. And uh, so four touchdowns rushing, four touchdowns throwing for Tucker Rovig, and a whole bunch of question marks about what Montana State is going to do under center and, uh, and behind uh, that big offense offensive line. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. We are broadcasting live from the tailgate party. We're certainly happy to be here. The tailgate party and the uh, show brought to you in part by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. It, what should you do if you've been injured in an accident? Well, you call the Advocates. It's very simple. 406-640-4444. Call the Advocates and speak to an attorney for free. Find out if you have a case right over the phone. The Advocates have over 25 years of experience dealing with auto accident cases and would love to help you navigate yours chat online with an attorney at montanaadvocates.com and again you can call 640-4444 in the pregame show we talked about what what were the things that Coulter and I were looking for and the thing that I wanted to see for the University of Montana today was uh, the running game I would like I wanted to see the offensive line how they would stack up against a team that they frankly should be better than should be able to impose uh, a little bit of their will 
against and uh, and put the running game you know on the map where it maybe hasn't been yet to this point in the season and Montana did not do that early and frankly it wasn't about them being able to run the ball they just didn't run the ball they threw the ball way more than they uh, ran the ball especially in that first half over the course of the first half uh, the, uh, the Marcus Knight who was the leading rusher for the team only carried the ball six times Nick Osmo also with just two carries Dalton Sneed had four of them but again those are more like scrambles rather than actual runs so you're talking about eight actual carries eight actual handoffs for Montana in the rushing game in the first half while they threw the ball 21 times and why not 16 of 21 in the first half for Dalton Sneed uh, or 15 of 20 for Dalton Sneed 16 of 21 overall because the Samari Torrey pass was in there but 15 of 21 one interception one touchdown and 197 yards essentially 200 yards through the air in the first half and again this was clearly what the game plan was out of uh, out of this you know offensive uh, coaching staff and uh, uh, you know coach Rosenbaugh in particular uh, coach Pease as well and Bobby Houck deciding this is the weakness of this team we're going to go after this weakness we're not going to try and establish anything per se we're going to do the thing that we think will work the best and that was throwing the ball through the air so they did that so not much rushing to be heard of in the first half a grand total of 50 yards rushing uh, for the Grizzlies in the first half but again it's only on 12 carries so it's not like it wasn't uh, effective when they tried it it just didn't happen very often but ultimately 148 yards on the ground for Marcus Knight the big touchdown that he had and that huge 31 yard run that wasn't for a touchdown but that was a phenomenal run nonetheless maybe the best I've seen uh, this year and the Grizzlies rack up 221 yards as a team on the ground Nick Osmo also contributing 47 yards uh, on 10 carries uh, for these Grizzlies Dalton Sneed with 21 yards and uh, Cam Humphrey also at the end there rushed for six yards uh, in the football game so I thought overall it was a positive sign I didn't think it was as uh, dominant uh, as I thought it might be but also it wasn't I guess it wasn't on display the way I thought it might be as as Montana uh, uh, electing to go to the air quite a bit but in the air a ton of guys making a ton of plays Mitch Roberts this was his coming out party five receptions 80 yards led the Grizzlies in terms of receiving yards in this game and the uh, freshman showing you the flashes that you've seen in camp and in practice and he's getting into the mix and certainly had a, had a fan in Bobby Houck on the sideline a couple of times usually Bobby Houck not one to necessarily go over and be so overtly uh congratulatorial to uh, some of the players, but he uh, was getting helping Mitch Roberts, who made a couple of plays right in front of him, and uh, giving him the business, letting him know uh, how pumped he was about this. If your name was Bingham or Deming today, things went pretty well for you. Both the tight ends with four receptions, both the tight ends with two touchdowns apiece. Four total touchdowns uh, receptions between the two tight ends, an outstanding day for them. And then Jerry Louis McGee, six receptions for 43 yards, did have a touchdown reception, like we said, and he is now at 202 yards total uh, on his, or 202 receptions total, excuse me, on his year. The first Grizzly ever to have 200 receptions in a career. Samari Torre, three receptions for 43 yards, uh, averaged uh, just over 14 yards per reception. Gabe Solser, four for 41, and really the big one of 27 
seven yards. He got hit a couple of times pretty good as well. Gabe Sulser, who's usually so fast, doesn't get hit all that hard uh, necessarily all the time, but did uh, did take a couple of licks in this game. And then Marcus Knight, he also had a reception in this day, so 158 yards in total uh, in terms of total yards for Marcus Knight. One reception for 10 yards for him. Darian Nash and Nick Fausch both with interceptions in this game, and as we talked about before, Malik Flowers, a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for Malik Flowers. That is the uh, longest kickoff return of the modern era for uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, previous to that, 99 was the long by David Bodie in 1993, and then Milt Popovich in 1936, a 102-yard kickoff return back in 1936. Well, this is the first one uh, since uh, 1993, and this is the only one that's been 100 yards uh, since 1936. So great stuff for Malik Flowers. And by the way, not surprisingly, he never saw the football again. He never, he never gave him another opportunity uh, on any on any kickoff uh, to that guy. One and done uh, uh, for Malik Flowers. So the Grizzlies, a huge win today. Again, 47-27, the final. I got to give a lot of credit here to the the one thing that I think is somewhat of an undertold story for this University of Montana football team is the offensive play calling and the offensive scheme for for Coach Rosenbach, Coach Pease, and Coach Hauk as well. They have really come together and put together some really unique wrinkles game in and game out. They have put the I think their guys in a lot of positions uh, to be really successful, and this is uh, not just an effective offense to to watch, but a very fun one to watch as well. And I think these coaches, even on a play like the odd two-point conversion, the only other place I've seen a snap that didn't go directly behind the center was uh, run by Mike Leach on a a fourth down play. Uh, And so I didn't even know that was really a a thing. They managed to pull it off. And I thought, even though the two-point conversion wasn't successful, I thought the attempt to do it and the way they did it was really good and really interesting. So uh, I give give this offensive uh, uh, staff a ton of credit, and I think uh, that this is a team that has a lot of potential because I think generally speaking uh, they're going to be in better positions than their opponents when it comes down to what they're up to and trying to uh, 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 you know score points gain yards all of that and the fact that one Montana did what they needed to do through the air once they had started to wear down the defense then they just go exclusively to the ground and it's as effective as you could possibly imagine I, I, uh, I, I've been really impressed by this offensive coaching staff throughout the course of this year and in this game in particular and you think well it's Monmouth and you know okay is that really what is you know is that is that that big a deal but I think it is and I've, I've enjoyed watching this team they're really well coached they're in the right positions they play hard they play well and uh, and and I think you see it both in terms of the scheme and what they're able to pull off uh, uh, in in some of the different ways they have found to score points. It is ESPN College Game Day with two telling the one. Again, Coulter is in the press conference. He's getting some sound. He's getting some interviews. He's going to be on his way here very shortly. And as soon as he gets here, uh, we will uh, bring you our Tyler Eisenzimmer player of the game as well as uh, his sort of takes from a uh, an interesting Saturday in uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium, Montana, finishing their non-conference schedule at 3-1, and one, and they head off, and uh, there's no rest for the weary. They play the number one team in the Big Sky Conference on the road week one. 
one a week from today at UC Davis. ESPN College Game Day is brought to you in part by Kurt, Carl Tyler Chevrolet. Set your sights on a new Silverado at Carl, Carl Tyler Chevrolet. Right now, at least a 2019 Silverado half-ton custom for as low as $335 per month. This rugged four-wheel drive truck allows you to access rough terrain with confidence no matter the season or take advantage of 0% for 72 months financing on select SUVs and trucks at Carl Tyler Chevrolet. Visit today at 3663 North Reserve Street or at gmofmontana.com. Carl Tyler Chevrolet. Find new roads. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue with the ESPN College Game Day postgame show right after this. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. I mean, just when you thought your day couldn't get any better, the Black Keys driving you home after a Grizz victory. There you go. Yeah, kick it up. Gold on the ceiling. I'm into that. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. Great to be with you. Coulter on his way. The press conference is over. He is jogging over, which looks a lot like walking to everybody else, uh, if you are uh, tracking at home, his uh, exercise habits. Uh, we are broadcasting live uh, from the tailgate party. Great to be here with you in the post-game press conference and uh, uh, in post-game uh Joe and Coulter coming from the press conference. Uh, the uh, ESPN College Game, Game Day is brought to you in part by Domino's Pizza. You can enjoy Domino's Pizza at the pregame shows uh, as well at the tailgate parties. You come on down, they got uh, free samples of Parmesan bites. I'm into that. Anything free, I can do that. Well, Domino's, your locally owned and operated Domino's is offering that as well as 20% off all orders after 9 p.m. Free pizza insurance. And if the pizza is damaged, you drop it. Otherwise, it, even if you've taken it at home, even if you're out of the store, you bring it back, they'll make you a new one for free. How great is that? They got two locations in Missoula on North Reserve and South Avenue and all over Western Montana as well, including Butte and Hamilton, your locally owned and operated Domino's Pizza. A uh, couple of scores for you from around the top 25. Now, I did, I, I don't, you know, I'm a dispassionate member of the media. I'm an objective guy. I'm not supposed to be out here rooting for anybody, but I did wear my 1994 Wisconsin Badger Rose Bowl sweatshirt today, and it was a good day to wear it because Wisconsin hammered Michigan 35-14. It was 35-0 at one point, scored five rushing touchdowns on the day, and just, uh, just, just out-physicaled in every way, uh, the uh, Michigan Wolverines. And uh, sounds like somebody named Harbaugh might be on the hot seat. The Washington Huskies, after their loss to Cal, bounce back. They get a win against Hawaii last week, and they beat BYU today 45-19. to Speaking of Cal, uh, they are still undefeated. They are into the top 25, 23rd ranked team in the nation. They win today over Ole Miss, 28-20 in Oxford. Tough place to play. They get the W. Florida beats Tennessee 34-3. Auburn in a good game against Texas A&M. They were up early. A&M came back. Auburn wins the game 28-20. Ohio State they were down 5 nothing. They scored the next 76 points to beat Miami of Ohio in a nail-biter 76-5. LSU the number four team in the nation, 66-38 over Vanderbilt, Alabama, 49-7 win, ho-hum again over Southern Miss. And right now, game that's just kicked off, still nothing-nothing between Old Dominion and Virginia. Last week's uh, 
Grizzly opponent, Oregon. They are down three early to Stanford. Stanford, who has had a very tough go of things in the first part of this season, uh, is up early. Just, uh, again, about seven minutes into that football game, so plenty of game left in that one. In what was maybe the game of the day, SMU's 3-0 on the season going against 3-0 TCU and the uh, Battle of Texas, at least one of the Battles of Texas. SMU getting the win at 25th-ranked TCU, 41-38. So a, a great game there. And in another one that's coming right down to the wire, Pitt. Down a touchdown, down six points, 34-28 with 45 seconds left. They are fourth and two on the UCF three. Okay, that's the game of the day right there. It is ESPN College game day. Two tell Nuanas again. Montana, a 47-27 victory uh, over uh, uh, Monmouth. Again, Monmouth, I thought, played a very, very good football game in the main. I thought that they were able to uh, stick with it. They had some opportune uh, turnovers that they made and made the most of those. We were able to score some off of turnovers, but I also thought the Grizzlies had some answers as well. After the first touchdown, you get the uh, Malik Flowers t- kickoff return for a touchdown. Okay, that's a outstanding uh, uh, answer certainly uh, 12 seconds later the Montana Grizzlies are back up on top and the end of the first half after the Grizzlies had made it a 14 point game you get Monmouth coming back down making it a one score game going into the break continuing to make this thing interesting so I thought there was a number of different spots in which both teams sort of responded to some adversity but then Montana finally pulling pulling and putting this thing away and do, doing it on the ground uh, behind Marcus Knight next week it all really gets going when you talk about the Grizzlies going to Davis, California to take on the number four team in the nation in UC Davis. That is going to be a huge, huge football game uh, for uh, for the Grizzlies. going to probably be, it will certainly be the biggest game in the Big Sky Conference. It's going to be one of the biggest games in the country but two, between two uh, ranked opponents uh, and uh, and no, 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 no easing into the conference schedule for Montana. And this is a game that has been circled from uh, day one for Grizz fans uh, who are paying attention to what's going on and with UC Davis and now with Eastern Washington having lost to Idaho uh, UC Davis is clearly the uh, number one team in the Big Sky Conference as of right now heading into conference play but doesn't matter how you head into conference play it matters how you finish conference play and we'll see where UC Davis is at when that's all said and done we'll take one more quick break and uh, when we come back Colton Juanes will be here he will join me we'll talk about the player of the game and get his final thoughts on uh, both what he heard in the press conference if there's anything interesting, what coaches had to say, what players had to say, and also uh, get his thoughts on the game in general. ESPN College day, Game Day is presented in part by the Badlander. The Badlander is supplying the drinks in the pregame show and the two-for-ones at halftime. And tonight, it's a Saturday night, you know they got their dance party going on. 208 Ryman on the corner of Ryman and Broadway in the middle of downtown. You got the Badlander, you got three in the side. If you want to play a little pool downstairs, you got uh, 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 the Golden Rose to sit that and just enjoy a, a cold one or two. Locals are very cool spots, so they got the whole complex covered for you. Go down to the Badlander and enjoy your weekend. We'll take one more quick break. We'll come back. Colton Nuanas will be here. We'll wrap this up on a Grizzly Victory Saturday. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. Hey, 
It is ESPN College Game Day with two telling Nuanas, and it actually is two telling Nuanas now. Hey. Hello, Coulter. Welcome back. Glad to be with all of you as you're heading on home uh, or just out and about from uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium. Great to be with you as Montana, a 47-27 victory uh, over uh, uh, Monmouth in this game. And, Coulter, I've covered uh, fr- kind of front to back my thoughts on this game. I thought Monmouth uh, did a very nice job of staying and keeping this thing you know, close and doing uh, – uh, uh, you know, being ready to go, but Montana clearly asserting themselves late as the better team in the press conference. Who was there? What did they say? What did you think about what they had to had to say? Um, Bobby Houck, Dante Olson, and Colin Bingham uh, all at the press conference. A lot of talk about just the use of the tight ends in this football game. Four touchdowns uh, between I, I two thought, of them. Yeah, I thought the uh, thought the Grizz had a great offensive game plan. They definitely exploited the middle of the field very well, especially with those tight ends. And then late, that opened up things for Marcus Knight in the run game. Right. And the Grizz didn't run the ball particularly well for the first two and a half quarters. And they ran the ball really, really well down the stretch. I think Moses Mallory is really coming into his own at right guard. And Marcus Knight is definitely the guy. He's the bell cow, and, and he is a stud feature back for the Grizzlies for sure. That's a good uh, that's a good addition for Montana for sure. Marcus Knight is, is a borderline all-conference talent already. Um, but then some of the other talk just about – what the defensive game plan was heading into this game. They wanted to stop the run, and, and Coach Houck basically challenged the defense. He said, your goal is 50 yards or less. They gave up 81. They, like Coach Houck said, we did not meet our goal. So that's something that we have to absolutely address and work on. They gave up about 30 yards in the fourth quarter on those jet sweep plays, so yeah. they basically did meet their goal. Uh, but <laughs> never satisfied at, at the University of Montana uh, for Coach Bobby Houck. But, you know, I thought that in a game you think you're going to win, you got to set a goal that you feel like it's unlikely you achieve so that then you have something that you can grind your axe on all week long. As far as my impressions of this game, I thought that Kenji Barhar was an outstanding player. He, he made a couple of mistakes late as they were pressing, but when Montana was taking the run away like they did, and uh, P. Guerrero is largely ineffective in the game, Monmouth's star running back, and that, that team came in ranked fourth in the country in FCS football in rushing yards per game, and Montana stuffed them, which rendered Monmouth one-dimensional. I thought Barhar was great. Montana had a hard time putting pressure on the quarterback, but I thought Barhar made a, a ton of really impressive throws. Um, he's accurate. He's athletic. He, he was as advertised and maybe even a little bit better than I expected him to be. So it's a good test for uh, Montana's defense. 393 sure. yards uh, passing for, for Barhar in this game and uh, and did so on, on 50 pass attempts. I mean, he was uh, he was phenomenal in this football game. And, and I think 37 of 50. So, I mean, his completion percentage is you know hovering close to 70%. That's outstanding. I thought Mama's offensive line was a lot better than I expected them to be, and that helped them really keep Bahar clean. Bahar seemed to tweak his ankle early, and he every time I looked at him on the sidelines, he was kind of shaking it around, trying to get it loose, keep it loose. Uh, but showed a lot of toughness in this game. And you know, there's definitely a lot of pluses to take away from this game and also some stuff to clean up if you're Montana as now you head into Big Sky Conference play. Uh, but I thought that just the diversity they showed on offense, with the exception of, <laughs> see, like, like Travis Takir, Montana head men's basketball coach, always says, greatest strength is your greatest weakness. Dalton's needs greatest strength is his competitiveness. Sometimes it's his biggest weakness. On that run where he tried to string it out towards the sidelines. Just the one thing he, he can't do. He tries to lower his shoulder and yeah. then he tries to stay up and fight for more yards. He gets the ball stripped. Other than that, I thought Steed was about perfect. I mean, I thought he was 
was absolutely lights out. 30 to 40, was. 75% completion percentage. Threw for what, 340? Four, four touchdowns, 300. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the official number. I think 334 number. was the yeah. official okay. number. Uh, and, and, yes, they, and, and they spread the ball around as well. I mean, everybody got involved. Gabe Solso got a little bit more involved today. Uh, Mitch Roberts had the best game of his career out of Missoula Sentinel. Absolutely. Colin Phenomenal. Bingham had his best game since uh, of actually playing his natural position of tight end. He had some big games when he was a redshirt freshman playing that inside receiver spot in Bob Stitt's offense. But uh, first multi-touchdown game of his career. It's like Keenan Curran, former Grizz receiver, tweeted me on, uh, on Super Mario Skyline Sports Twitter. He said, when's the last time that... Montana tight end scored four touchdowns in one game. Probably never. Yeah, literally, probably <laughs> never. I mean, Montana's had some great tight ends, but to have two different guys catch two each, really good. And I thought Montana also they showed they continued to show as you mentioned in the press box during the game. Montana's coordinators are really creative. Yeah, and Montana's offensive scheme, you know, they they throw in a new wrinkle every week. And um, the, the last factor you got to talk about is just the special teams, Montana. I think that people sometimes mistake what special teams is all about. It is about effort, but there's a lot of scheme that goes into special teams too. It's not just run down there. and It's not just block the guy in front of you. A lot of times they're scheming stuff up. That kick return was a thing of beauty. Malik Flowers' kick return, he himself is lightning fast, obviously. Everybody can see that. But I thought that the, the synchronicity of the blocking, the fact that Eli Alford, pancaked his guy and then peeled back and got another guy to make up for a missed block of his teammate. The fact that you got Colin Bingham making the initial kick out block to Spring Flowers initially, and then you got Gabe Solsa running down there making the last block that they needed. It was perfectly executed, and if Montana continues to do that, it, it, it's like it's like Coach Houck said last week, effort equals real estate in the kick game, and it, it, like he told us today, he said, if you're any good in the kick game, they won't kick it to you. He called it a whitewashing in the special teams department of the game, and it was. Montana, after the kick return basically started at midfield the rest of the game because exactly Monmouth was just kicking the ball his pooch kicking it and letting them fair catch it well, on the probably 45. probably better than the north alabama approach to keep banging away to jlm <laughs> i mean you know that's probably probably smart to not do it but you're right here's the thing on on a kick return or a punt return jerry lou and mcgee against northern iowa maybe the one of the great kick punt returns i've ever seen in my life but it was a great individual effort by an extraordinarily talented guy who made a bunch of guys miss broke a ton of tackles and did it okay malik flowers didn't get touched i mean he had to go back and forth a little bit made made you know he made you know one or two moves in there but you can see how uh, to your point what a team effort it was what the blocking was when your guy has a seam hits the seam and is gone that's that's the work of everybody it's like coach Houck just said he said when he was at the university of colorado it had been 25 years since they'd return a kick for a touchdown the first time that they did it when he was an assistant there kick returns and, and punt returns for touchdowns are are rare things and the fact that montana has done them so prevalently throughout their history and that bobby hauck has been a part of so many big time kick and punt returns uh it, it's a testament to the scheme and it's a testament to the priority that they put on special teams and it's a testament to jerry louis mcgee and malik flowers two of the great returners in the country jerry louis mcgee's family walking by right now go to skylinesportsmt.com wrote a great story about your son this week uh Cool seeing those guys, though. I mean, that's that was what the whole story was about, right? Was that JLM's family comes to every game, and here that's they right. are walking. You got JLM where his dad says Jerry Lubicki's dad on the back of his shirt. Yeah, he's so. the most fun player to watch in, in uh, you know, period. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Even the scout today up there with yeah, the awesome. Chiefs, right? And the other thing I thought that uh, Montana really showed today was 
First of all, Montana has owned the first five to ten minutes of the second half of this entire season. Even against Oregon, they looked really, really good. And, uh, and that's a testament to the coaches and the adjustments that they make at halftime. But they come out of the locker room, they get a score, they get a stop, they get a score. They're in full control of this game. But then Monmouth comes storming back, and it's a testament to them for being a tough team and not giving up. But then you saw that sense of urgency. When Monmouth cut it to a one-score game, boom. Montana throw, throws the hammer down. It, it was an impressive two drives by the Grizz offense where they were marching down the field with authority. They started running the ball at, at a high clip. They started throwing the ball, and they continued to throw the ball at a high clip. They continued getting everybody involved. And that's just – it's a it's – a, it, it's starting to make last season's struggles a distant memory. Right. They, they are finishing much, much, much better. You know, last year when the bleeding would start – the bleeding would never stop. Yeah. And this year, you know, when Monmouth cut it to a one-score game, Montana, you could tell, they renewed initiative, a sense of urgency, and they really put the hammer down and finished that game. It, that's that's something the Grizz can take take confidence in going into Big Sky Conference play. It is ESPN College Game Day with two telling Nuanas. Great to be with you on this Saturday afternoon. Montana, 20-point win. The uh, ESPN College Game Day brought to you in part by the MSO Hub. Grizz fans, gearing up for another season of Montana football? Well, make sure you stop by the MSO Hub, your one-stop shop for all Grizz, Montana, and Missoula Osprey apparel. They also have a great selection of New Era caps and Columbia gear. They also have clear plastic bags that you need for entrance into Washington Grizzly Stadium. You can get right here at the tailgate party heading over the walking bridge uh, before you go into uh, into uh, watch the game stop in at 140 north higgins on the corner of maine and higgins or find them on the web at msohub.com uh coulter let's pick your tyler eisenzimmer pure west christie's real estate player of the game who you got they're presented by tyler eisenzimmer pure west christie's real estate if you're looking for a place in missoula you're new to town you're looking to move in town Tyler's your guy. He's a master of Missoula. He knows the real estate industry and just the fabric of the town inside and out. So if you want to get a hold of him, it's easy. 450-4999. 450-4999. Tyler, Tyler Eisenzimmer, Pure West Christie's real estate player of the game. Colin Bingham, Missoula Big Sky product. Hey, now. He had four catches for 70-plus yards, uh, two touchdowns, and uh, great performance by the senior tight end uh, out of Missoula Big Sky. He also had one uh, very close to a two-point conversion on one of the more unique two-point attempts that you're ever going to see, the sideways snap out to him. And then how often do you see your tight end trying to go around the corner and score on the end around? I mean, uh, that's some athleticism to trust your big fella to go do that. Of course, didn't quite make it to the stripe, didn't quite get there, but uh, a fun play anyways. And, and again, we talked a lot about the the uh, uh, creativity yep. of this offensive coaching staff. And even though it didn't work out right there, uh, they're all free. You can take them. Yes, they're for you. Uh, uh, we'll get you some tutel if you want sunglasses. That's too. right. People coming by the tailgate party. You got all kinds of free stuff. But the uh, uh, the creativity of the staff, even on on a play that didn't ultimately work, I thought was on full display on something like that. And and I think that's, uh, again, to this, to this coaching staff's credit. Uh, so many coaches want to keep – a lot of their creative stuff off film so they could use it as a surprise. Yeah. As UC Davis prepares for this Montana team next week, I'm sure Dan Hawkins and his staff, their heads are going to be spinning a little bit with the amount of stuff that Montana's put on tape. They've run five different types of special teams fakes between kick, between field goal fakes and punt fakes. That's something that you're going to have to prepare for. By, by my sort of untrained eye, they have at least four schemes on a kickoff return that they can run, and one of them being the one that they popped today, but they have a whole bunch of different blocking schemes they use there. They have a whole bunch of different schemes on the punt return game, too. Yeah. You add that then to the creativity of 
um, Tim Rosenbaugh and Brent Pease and the guys that are designing the offense. And Montana's put a lot on film uh, that I think that is going to keep opponents on their toes starting next week with Big Sky play. But that's what I wrapped with in terms of ending the press conference. I asked Coach Young, I said, okay, now the conference is over. Where are you guys at? And he said, I, l- I like where we're at. You can tell we've turned a corner. We are a lot better in a lot of different ways, including the most important ways than we were a year ago. He said, I love the guys in our locker room. Now the real tests begin. So uh, it's going to be a fascinating one because UC Davis gave North Dakota State all they, all they wanted, all they could handle in Fargo today. Uh, so Montana, UC Davis, and then Montana State, Northern Arizona, the two Montana schools are involved in the, probably the two premier Big Sky Conference opening games next weekend. Well, this is the this is what I want to wrap up this postgame show with, Coulter, particularly for the University of Montana. is looking forward to UC Davis. UC Davis, a 27-16 loss at North Dakota State. If ever there was a good look and loss. That's probably it at the FCS level to go on the road to the Fargo Dome. They were up in that football game, kept it close, and uh, you know, a 27, uh, 27-16 football game at the end of the day. For Montana, they have looked, uh, I think, I think solid, very solid in this uh, non-conference schedule. But they also kind of, you thought South Dakota would be kind of the like opponent in terms right. of the, the matchups, and we talked about how huge that game was. Yep. South Dakota barely beat Northern Colorado today for their first win of the season. So South Dakota, good, you know, as good a win as that was in Vermilion and all that, maybe all of a sudden we're thinking is maybe not the team that we thought they might be. And so this, this is sort of the first true like-like test that Montana may, may be having. I mean, today I thought Monmouth played really well. I thought Montana, uh, I thought Monmouth had, again, uh, uh, you know, Barhar at quarterback was outstanding, and I thought they had some really good players, but as a team, in the main, they just don't match up with Montana, you know, on the field. UC Davis certainly does, uh, and UC Davis is now, uh, as I said earlier in the show, unequivocally the number one team in the Big Sky at this moment with the loss of Eastern Washington at Idaho, and so where are you at when you look at Montana heading to UC Davis in the first game, huge game of the conference season? Well, I still think that Montana, I thought that their run game really turned a corner the last maybe half of the third quarter into the fourth quarter today. That's got to continue. But I think Montana on defense, they are outstanding against the run right now. And I think that their secondary is operating at a high level as well. The one thing that they need to figure out is they need to figure out how to manufacture a pass rush. Montana was blitzing over and over and over and over again, and they weren't getting any pressure. They they got pressure early. Dante Olsen had a sack on the first possession for Monmouth, and Patrick O'Connell had a sack on the second possession. Mm -hmm. But Montana was blitzing two and sometimes three linebackers all the time. I mean, on almost every one of those 50 Kenji Barhar passes, Montana was bringing pressure. They yeah. were blitzing, and they weren't getting home. And, they, and then they that, were also loaded up on the run too. So they I were mean, loaded up on the know, run too. But but you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good your corners are. If your corners are out on an island, which they were this whole game, you're mm. just going to get diced, especially by a veteran quarterback. And Kenji Bahar is a nice player. He's a very good player. He would be, you know, an above average, upper tier quarterback in the Big Sky Conference. No doubt. He ain't Jake Mayer. Jake Mayer is a real deal. Jake, <laughs> yeah. if you if you blitz Jake Mayer, if you bring three or four blitzers on at Jake Mayer, he's going to throw for 500 yards next week. I mean, he, he will say, bring it on. I will be licking my lips if you guys blitz like that next week. So, Montana, they have to figure out a way to manufacture a pass rush. That's going to be the key. Can they get home? I don't even think it comes down to sacks. They just got to hit Mayer. They got to get him out of a rhythm because we've seen when he gets into a rhythm, he's as good as anybody in the country. So, yeah, I think that Montana should be very happy and pleased with where they're at right now. 
Next week's going to be a big test yeah. for the Grizzlies, especially heading on the road. No doubt. It is ESPN College Game Day with two tail Moanas. Another day in the books. Great day to be with all of you. Thanks for stopping by the tailgate party uh, at the uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce parking lot here adjacent to the Walking Bridge. And thanks to uh, all of our sponsors for being a part of this. And again, enjoy uh, the Badlander this evening down uh, uh, on the corner of Ryman and Broadway. Do the dance party. Enjoy your evening there. And uh, our, our thanks as well uh, to the MSO Hub, to Pepsi, to the advocates and uh, to Domino's Pizza for being out here and uh, and hooking it up, having some fun. And thanks to Paul Ryan and Associates as well for providing the cups for all the beverages that everybody was uh, able to Absolutely. enjoy today as well. Paul Ryan, those guys doing great work in the community. They give away community kindness acts like backpacks and bikes and all sorts of things for the kids about once a quarter. So keep your eyes out for that. They're doing great stuff in the community, and I know they are big-time supporters of Grizz Athletics as well. So thanks to Paul Ryan and the boys for helping out with the cups as well. The Grizz off to UC Davis next week. We will be back here on the 5th of October against the uh, Idaho State Bengals and uh, Coulter and I once again back on the ESPN College Game Day pregame show at 11.30. Then enjoy the rest of your evening. Seahawks football starting at noon tomorrow with the pregame show 225 kickoff against New Orleans from Seattle, Washington for your NFL Sunday on ESPN Radio. Have a good and safe evening. Good night. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.